Hey everybody, it's Evangelist Andy here. I want to welcome each and every one of you into the fellowship. Come on in. I've been waiting for you, street disciples. Listen, somebody sent me something this week and I decided, you know what? I have to encourage this person. Um, so they sent me a song and it was so awesome that I built this podcast around it. Today's episode, we're going to talk about how to glorify through your grief. I know you're sad. I know you're down. And I know you're missing whoever, whatever, and all of that. But listen, you can sustain through God. You don't have to allow your sadness and your sorrow and your grief to turn and evolve into depression, anxiety, or suicide. We are going to figure out how to make it through this pandemic of pain. God has equipped us and now it's time for us to look into this arsenal that we have and dig deep and figure out how to survive in this world because we know 2020 has already been a year that we will never forget. But also remember that no matter what happens, we are more than conquerors and God will fight our battles. So open your heart, your mind, your spirit, and your ears for this word. Prepare yourself, disciples. It's time to dig deep. Let's set the atmosphere. Never leave you nor forsake you. 
disciples we're back i want you to be encouraged always be encouraged be uplifted be revived be renewed be uh remolded reshaped come on somebody now listen i'm gonna tell you like i tell everyone who i counsel in grieving no one can tell you how long to grieve okay it's okay to grieve. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be sad. You have to feel what you feel when you're feeling it. But you cannot stay in that place for too long. You cannot stay there. If you stay there too long and overstay your welcome, then other things will begin to manifest. Other feelings will begin to manifest. Even your behavior towards other people and your interactions, you'll start isolating yourself. So we want to stay encouraged, disciples. We want to glorify God through our grief. I know. I know it's hard. Some of you are like, no, I can't even say hallelujah because it's just too hard. I just lost such and such in my family, my husband, my wife, my children, my cousins, etc. Listen, even Jesus wept. Many of us, that's the first scripture that we learned because it's so simple. Jesus wept. Many of us recited over um, our food as a blessing because it's quick. Jesus wept and now I can go and get my food. But the question, when I was such a young, young girl, I asked the preacher, the pastor of my church, why was Jesus sad? Why did he weep? And the reason why he was weeping was because of the passing of his friend, Lazarus. Now, he goes on later. He waits four days before going. When he gets there, Lazarus has been dead for four days. Mary and Martha, they feel in some kind of way about it because they're like, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. Now, some people may have seen the, her statement as disrespectful, but it also acknowledges her faith. She knows the power of Jesus, but there's also a limitation on there. She believes that he has to be there in order for the blessing to come, that Jesus had to be there in the presence for the blessing to come. But, oh my God, we know Jesus can send a word, so he doesn't have to physically be there. For you to be blessed. He goes and he calls Lazarus forth by name. Lazarus gets up with his grave clothes on. Comes out of the tomb that he was buried in. And he yet lived. 
until the day that he died. <laughs> so I want you all to know that if Jesus can weep, so can you. I mean, this is the son of God. Even his human side, his humanity grieved the loss of his friend, but his divinity stepped in and brought his friend back to life. Some of you need to be revived and brought back to life just because that person passed away does not mean that you stop living. I repeat, I repeat, just because that person passed away doesn't mean that you stop living. There are many different stages of grief. In fact, they have seven of them. Let's take a look at them. You know, the first stage of grief, they say, is shock and denial. Many of us can get lost here. We can stay here. We can make our bed here. We can fester here. We have feelings of sadness, confusion, and discomfort. You're confused. You don't know how this happened, why it happened, why that person, what could have been done to alleviate it. But listen, that's, that's, not, your, that's not your priority here. It's not your priority here. It's understandable that we would be shocked at the loss or the going on of someone else, okay? It's shocking, okay? Like, oh, I'm never going to see that person again. It's something to deal with. But even in all your shock and even in your denial, you must acknowledge the one that you serve. We must acknowledge, we must understand because the Bible tells us to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. You grieve the absence of the body, but at some point you got to praise God for their presence with the Lord. You have to praise him that they have gone back to be with the one who created them. The one who knew them before they were born in the earth. The one who made them that specific way, made them laugh that way, made them talk that way, made them dress that way. You got to praise God. This is how you glorify through your grief. I'm shocked and amazed that it was their day, that it was their time. I'm shocked, but I I don't deny the power of God. You got to flip this thing. Don't let shock and denial be a bad thing. Let the shock and denial be good. I can't believe that it was their day. I can't believe that they got a chance to get in before me. Come on, you got to turn this thing around. You got to know the power of your words. You got to know the power of your mind. You can turn this thing around. You don't have to stay in the first stage. Oh no. I want to encourage you. You need to stay encouraged, stay uplifted. The second stage of grief is pain and guilt. Oh, it hurts so bad. I know it hurts. I know that you wish that it didn't hurt as much, that you wouldn't miss them as much, that it wasn't them. And many times when we're in this um, pain and guilt, the guilt that you didn't say everything that you wanted to say or do all the things that you wanted to do. Or if your last conversation was a little rocky, you have that guilt that, oh, I should have been a better friend, a husband, 
wife. But listen, you did as you were destined to do, okay? You can't allow your pain to stop your progress because I always tell people, would the person that you're missing want you to be in the state that you're in? Would they want you to continuously be sad? Would they want you to stop living your life? Would they want you to stop being yourself? Would they want their death to, to hinder you from achieving your purpose and promise in God? I don't think they would. And you know deep down that they wouldn't want that either. You got to reflect sometimes during your grieving process, not just reflecting on what you won't have with them again. You have to reflect on all the things that God allowed you to experience with that person. God allowed your your paths to cross. He wrote it in his will for you two to meet, for you three to meet, for whoever to meet and to connect and to have a friendship, a marriage, a whatever. You got to thank God for that. But I know in the second stage, um, as we have pain and guilt, we also feel betrayed. We feel betrayed by God. How could you take this person away? You know, I need them. You know, I love them. You know, you know, you know, he also knows who he is in your life. And so when you are going through these stages, you have to start talking to God. You have to let him know what it is that you need in order to be sustained, in order to survive, in order to get through this stage in your in your grief. You need some peace. You need peace. All this guilt is going to make you um So you need to, when you pray, you pray to Jehovah Shalom, the Lord, my peace. You ask him to give you peace from the guilt, the pain, the depression, the anxiety, the confusion, the sadness, the discomfort, the multiple personality that you may have. You may be, I've seen people become a little bipolar from grief. One minute they up, the next minute they down. And when they down, they hitting everybody down. So you be careful of your interactions with people because sometimes they don't excuse your grief and they just take it very personally. So you have to make sure if you don't have nothing nice to say while you are grieving, Don't say anything at all. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? We're going to get encouraged here. Jehovah Shalom can give you peace. Peace of mind, peace of heart, and peace of spirit. Now, the third stage of grief is anger and bargaining. We try to make deals with God. God, if you bring them back. God, if you would just bring them back. God, if you would just reset the clock and just bring them on back. Or we're angry because God won't bring them back. And then we start being stubborn with God. We resent God. No, no, no. God is who we need. Instead of walking away from God during your time of grief. You need to walk closer to God. You need to be praying to Jehovah Reah. That is the Lord, 
my shepherd. The shepherd leads the sheep. You need God to lead you through this process. You need him to lead your mind, your heart. He, you need him to lead your mind so that when you are awake, you are thinking properly. And when you are asleep, you are visioning properly. You need God to be Jehovah Rhea. He will lead you. He will guide you, but you must be willing to follow. Come on. You got to trust God. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thy own understanding, but in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. God will never leave you nor forsake you. He will be with you even unto the end. Look, he's there with you while you got an attitude and trying to give him the silent treatment. He's right there saying, darling, I love it. Oh, beloved, I love you. Just talk to me. Just say something to me. Just eat with me. Just come on. Come on, beloved. You have to acknowledge God. Don't shut him out because shutting him out could shut you off from many blessings that are promised to you. Many blessings that he wants to give to you freely, you know, like waking you up in the morning. You don't ever. Listen, I was told by a very senior uh, couple that they don't go to bed sleep go to bed angry and I thought that was very good because they said you never know what will happen in the middle of the night late in the midnight hour God can do a thing he can move on your behalf he can mend your broken heart yes he can the fourth stage of grief is depression and reflection and loneliness as I told you God will never leave you nor forsake you he'll be with you even until the end why are you depressed for your loved one to be gone? If they have lived the life that God has destined for them to live, if they have trusted in God, they've made their profession of faith, this should be a celebration. You should not be depressed. Yes, you're sad that you won't see them again, but they are wrapped in the presence of the Lord. You may feel heavy. You may feel frustrated. You may feel depressed or even crushed, but God, he can be a healer. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. Let him heal your broken heart. Let him heal your worried mind. Let him heal your broken spirit. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Let the Lord comfort you. Let the Holy Spirit comfort you. He is described as the comforter. You have to allow him to be your comforter. You must allow him to embrace you and to consume you and wrap himself around you. Oh my God, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. That's John 14 and 1. You need to know, you need to know that God is always there. He's always there. Everywhere at the same time. Now here in 2 Corinthians 5 and 1 it says, For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Eternal is forever, ever. That never never ends. It goes on and on. And, and your love should go on and on. 
Don't allow that you won't embrace that person again to be your thought. Allow it to be that so much when you reflect, when you reevaluate the situation or refocus your mind, you are thinking about all of the love and the good times that you had with that person. Let that be your motivation. Let that be your push to keep going. You got to keep pushing. You must keep pushing. Please keep pushing. So as you're, you've reevaluated yourself, now here comes the fifth stage of grief, the upward turn. This is where you are right now. You must choose this moment this moment to turn your situation around. It is time for you to come up out of that grief. Come up out of that grief and give God some glory. You ought to not be angry with God that you won't have that any more days with that person. You need to thank God that you had that time with that person. Thank you, God, for allowing that person to be my husband. Thank you, God, for the lessons in life that I learned from this person. Thank you, God, for the children that we had together. Thank you, God. I mean, come on, you got to turn this thing around. The enemy will trick you into being feeling guilty and feeling angry, and then you are resentful. The enemy, don't let him do that to you. Get your mind right. We are on the upward turn. Here you shall be strengthened. Here you shall be motivated. Here you shall be awakened. Wake up, somebody. Wake up right now. You got to know the God that you serve. You got to know Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide whatever it is that you need in this time of grief. You better say Jehovah Jireh, I need my right mind. Jehovah Jireh, I need peace of mind. Jehovah Jireh, I need my heart mended. I need my my emotions controlled. I need temperance. I need patience. I need some love. Lord Jesus, you don't be afraid to tell God what you need. The Bible says, ask and it shall be given. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. So you better ask, you better seek, and you better knock. You got to get what you need. This is what Word on the streets is all about. This is what being a street disciple is. You have to know how to use this word to survive. You don't have to be alone. You don't have to be frustrated, but you can trust. You can believe. Come on. You have the power. After the upward, the sixth is reconstruction and working through you feel inspired, you feel determined, you feel refreshed, you feel brand new. And the seventh stage of grief is acceptance and hope. You can have hope, build your hope in things eternal, build your hope in God, in Jesus and the Holy Spirit. You shall be comforted, you shall feel secure, you shall be relaxed. Come on. You can get through these seven stages. Yes, you can. The enemy is a liar if he's telling you that it's over. It's not over. If the Lord keeps waking you up in the morning, you still have purpose. It's not over. Though that person may be going on, you must live. You must live 
to honor their memory, to cherish their memory, and to walk in your purpose. Don't you let that enemy lie to you. Do you hear me? You are blessed, you are highly favored, and you are one of God's children. Death is, is don't allow it to be a distraction. The God told me that um, <laughs> earlier this year before the pandemic broke out, he said, don't allow death to be a distraction. He told me that. And later on, a couple of months after I heard him say that, I lost my cousin this year in the pandemic, but I refuse to allow my grief to stop me from giving God the glory. You must use your anger, whatever stage you're in, and use it as motivation to get closer to God. How could you know that he can comfort the morning if you have never mourned? How can you know that he will dry your tears late in the midnight hour if you have never cried? How could you know that he can turn your life around, pick you up when you are down? If you have never fallen. This is only a test. It didn't come to break you. It came to make you. It came to refocus you. It came to pull you back into the light. Come up out of this darkness, this darkness of grief. Listen, I pray that you were encouraged. I pray that you were uplifted. And I pray that every day gets better and better. If you would like to give your life to Christ, you can do that right now. All you have to do is say yes to these questions. Do you believe that Jesus is the one true son of God? That he came through 42 generations through a virgin named Mary and was born in Bethlehem? Say yes. Do you believe that as he walked this earth, he was a teacher, a preacher, a lover of humanity? And he performed miracles, signs, and wonders, and was the example, the perfect example of how we should live on earth today. Say yes. Do you believe that he was crucified, that he hung, bled, and died, that he stayed dead for three days, and he rose on the third day with all power in his hand? If you believe that, say yes. Well, if you said yes to all three, you may consider yourself saved. Welcome into the kingdom of God. The Bible tells us that heaven rejoices for one saved soul. And if there was one, heaven is rejoicing. And so are we. I thank each and every one of you for coming to the fellowship. I hope that your grief was eased. I hope that you were encouraged. And I hope that you stay uplifted. If you would like to bless the ministry, you can definitely bless the ministry via Cash App. The Cash App is dollar sign M-I-N-A-N-D-I-E. And that would be dollar sign Minister Andy. I appreciate each and every one of you liking and sharing and telling somebody about the Street Disciples. Every dollar is blessed. Whatever you choose to give, it will go forth to the ministry so that we are able to get the word to everyone and so that everyone can have an opportunity to be saved. You can also um, send me a voice message if you would like. To, if you have a question or you have an idea for a show, 
I'm down for all of that. This is what I'm here for, to help you in your real life with this real Bible. So I'll see you next time. I pray God's blessings on you and we shall pray and then we shall be dismissed. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for each and every person under the sound of my voice. I thank you for those who are mourning. I thank you that they are seeking you, your comfort, your will, your word, and your way. God, I ask right now, if there's anyone with any grief or any mourning or any worry or anything of the like, God, I ask that you would be the comforter, that you would come and comfort them in their time of needs. Not only comfort them, but strengthen them. Not only strengthen them, but motivate them, refocus them, and allow them to smile once again. Dry their tears, stop their worrying thoughts, and shut the enemy's mouth of any guilt that he may put upon them. God, you said that you came that we might have life. And that with me, I have it more abundantly. And so we pray that we get our abundant, our abundant happiness, our abundant peace, and our abundant joy. All these things I ask in your son Jesus' name. Let everyone say amen. Check you all out on the next episode. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Street Disciples. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to leave me a voice message at anchor.fm backslash street disciples backslash message. I'll answer. Trust me, I will. If you have a question about something you've heard on a previous podcast or you have an idea for another one, please feel free to leave me a message. If you would like to support the ministry and Street Disciples, you can do so at anchor.fm backslash street disciples backslash support. I appreciate any and every support, um, and I pray special blessings on anyone that supports this ministry. If you are on Facebook and you would like to join the private group Street Disciples, please look it up in the search, and it has the same uh, graphic as the podcast. We're going to discuss previous episodes and any questions that you may have in your real life now. So thank you for supporting me, the Street Disciples, and to God be the glory. Have a great evening.